Welcome back, everybody. This is Eric and Chad here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today, we've got a gun gripe episode for you here, and we are going to be discussing uh, the Taliban confiscating guns in Afghanistan. All right. Now, I'm, we're not going to get into a ton of different things in this video, but I do want to touch on some points that I think are pretty important, and maybe you'll walk away with a little bit of a unique perspective as to how we feel about the situation. I'd like to take a moment to thank our friends at Firearms Legal Protection. You know, their legal services will actually protect you if you're involved in a personal defense situation or if you, uh, you know, have a red flag law thrown down on you and they come in and confiscate all your guns. Uh, they'll actually provide uh, legal support and they have really, really fair fees. So if that's something you've been looking to get into some type of concealed carry insurance, I know there's, some, you know, different folks out there. Uh, firearms legal protection is cool because they are very affordable and they kind of stick to the beans and bullets of the situation in terms of having their lawyers on call, ready to go. Uh, some states consider it like a prepaid legal service and then others consider it more of an insurance. But the way to think of it is certainly as a concealed carry insurance. So if you are involved in a shooting, that can get you uh, you know, in the right direction, get you the uh, legal representation you need. Make sure you use the code IV8888 over on Firearms Legal Protection. You'll get yourself a great discount uh, if you'd like to try out their services. So we're going to get into this one, and um, it's not going to be what you think it is, okay? Because I don't want to talk about the, the social, political, economical paradigm that exists with something like nation building, right? You know, I'm not going to get into why we were in Afghanistan, whether or not we belonged in Afghanistan. All of that stuff is irrelevant for this particular video. But what is important to recognize, right, is that U.S. forces left Afghanistan. And right now they are still, you know, evacuating Americans and Afghan mm -hmm. nationals as we speak. As this video is being cut, it's still a ongoing and dynamic situation that is unfolding before our eyes right now. A very tragic situation uh, with a sad loss of life. You know, many Afghan civilians, uh, you know, literally clinging to the landing gear of airplanes and dying, falling off as the landing gear uh, retracts. Such a sad state of affairs. And I hope that the, the Afghan people can find some closure and peace and try to find some resemblance of uh, a normal life. But without getting you too far into that, what have the Taliban done? They've taken over. They are now... As far as I, I can tell, they are the de facto, if not official government in Afghanistan now. The it, former president turned power over to yes. the Taliban <clears throat> so recently. The I Taliban mean, are going around door to door and saying, oh, well, you don't need guns. Uh, we're confiscating your guns because you don't need guns because we'll protect you. Wow. Okay, now that's not the United States, all right? So there's many people that would say, well, why do I need to care about this? Because that's all the way over halfway around the world. That's them, not us. Why should we care? We should care because that is the type of crap, the mentality that anti-gunners have here, right? Uh, they always tell you, oh, well, the police will always be able to protect you. You don't need to own a gun. What, what do you need to have that, that AR-15 for, right? So, you know, do you really think that the intentions that they have are as pure as the, the simplicity of that statement? And do you think that politicians here and anti-gunners here in this area would not do the same thing if they were given the, the authority and ability to do so. That they would come door to door and say, you don't need this because we'll protect you. And how many times has it ever ended well 
when the government says, we're from the government and we're here to help, or we're from the government, we're here to help you or to save you or to protect you. Look at Katrina, right? The, the mayor, whoever it was, or the governor in Louisiana said, take the guns, mm-hmm. take the guns. And what did they do in Katrina? They went door to door in military fashion, like it was downtown Fallujah and kicked in doors and took people's guns. Mm-hmm. Like martial law was implemented, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's scary. It's it's a scary thing to think about. It is frightening. And, you know, seeing all the, the different news reports, I mean, the feeds have just been flooded with news out of Afghanistan. And not only like official reporting, you know, from the larger networks, which, you know, we all know how the larger networks are. You're not really sure what's propaganda and what you can believe or not. But um, a lot of the smaller, like independent journalists and such, you know, they're putting out a lot of conflicting reports uh, compared to what the Taliban has been putting out, okay? And I want to make note of something. The Taliban still has a Twitter account, while Donald Trump does not, which I find very curious, you know. But anyways, uh, that that's kind of beside the point. But you have an organization that now says, oh, hey, uh, we're coming back into power, but uh, we're nicer than we used to be. We're not going to... Um, we're not going to put women down like we used to or keep them out of, you know, uh, getting an education. Uh, we're not going to marry them off to our fighters uh, forcefully. We're not going to take children and put them into the sex trade. Uh, but there are reports of that exact thing happening. There are bodies lying in the streets in places that the mainstream media isn't going to show you pictures of. There are reporters on CNN uh, reporting from, like... <laughs> reporting on the scene with crowds of Taliban fighters behind them screaming death to America but saying oh you know uh they're saying death to America but you know they're they're it's pretty nice right now i mean they're they're pretty they're being pretty nice like what does that even mean uh, i think that there is a clear and concise humanitarian uh debacle that is certainly unfolding before our eyes <sighs> and the point of my gun gripe today is that i just want people to understand that Confiscating firearms will always be the first step to totalitarianism and to tyrants, right? Mm-hmm. What did Hitler do? He went around and took the guns, right? What Pol Pot do? Took the guns. You know, what the Taliban doing? They're, t- they're taking guns, right? So no matter how we feel about this situation, history tells us, okay, this is not just conjecture. This is not me just, you know, wanting to prove a point. This is just reality, right? But history proves that any time a regime takes guns from the civilians, it will not end well. Ends in genocide. It ends in genocide. It ends in total control. It ends in, uh, uh, like, the uh, U- Uyghurs. Uh, the Uyghur Muslims the, in yeah, China. Yeah, the Muslims yeah. in China. You know, when you don't have a means to protect yourself from anyone, let's just say, be it a, a criminal trying to rob you or, um, you know, this group of people trying to, you know, completely take away your way of life and and very much your life. Um, It doesn't end well. And anyone that doesn't want the civilians to be able to stand up on the same plane as them, uh, it's questionable at best. And, you know, for them to say, oh, well, you don't need guns, we'll protect you. Yeah. I mean, now, I don't doubt. I don't doubt for one second that they wouldn't protect people, of course, just as any government would do are they going to protect some people more than others? Are they going to choose favorites? Are they going to go, oh, well, you you belong to this sect of people, uh, so we're going to protect you. But, oh, you people, we don't like y'all, so we're, gonna, we're only going to protect the people we care about. So, 
you have considerably less options when you don't have firearms to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And the United States is a nation of laws, but we're also a nation of God-given rights that have been enshrined and most certainly valued and protected by a majority of people. Um, we engage in using our rights and exercising our rights every single day, even if we don't know it. When you get on Twitter and you fire off that hot tweet, you are exercising your First Amendment rights to say what you want, right? When you go to a gun store and you buy a hunting rifle, say all you're going to do is go hunting and you, you don't even, you know, all you're thinking about is going and hunting a deer or whatever. You're still exercising your ability to own a firearm. And any person, government, whoever, that would take away your ability to do that is not your friend. Mm -hmm. That's the only point I really wanted to make in this particular video. I mean, it's, it's a scary environment. Who knows what the future for the region is going to hold? And who knows what our involvement is going to be? And who knows if we're going to wind up right back in the same situation all over again in mm -hmm. some other type of environment? But I didn't want to really get make it about that. I just thought it was a unique observation mm -hmm that the Taliban have already started confiscating guns from the civilians. Well, they, given the speed that they moved through the country, you know, which was a true insurrection, if you will, they literally just swiped across the country and just took everything back over. And they had no resistance. I mean, the Afghan army just laid down their arms and said, bye, see ya, we're out of here. Or and, dissolved back into the Taliban. Or, yes. <laughs> there was a meme I saw that was pretty humorous. It's the Homer Simpson meme where he goes into the bush and he's dressed, you know, he's got the Afghan flag and it's got his gear and stuff on. He sinks into the bush and comes out with a beard and AK and, you know, and a robe or whatever. You know, I did get a chuckle on that. But, I mean, it's like there's a lot of truth in memes. I mean, you know, so how many of them literally just said, yeah, well, all right, hey, guys, what's up, you know? Uh, so with, just to piggyback and expand a little bit on on what Eric is mentioning here, um, there there is a... a humanitarian crisis definitely unfolding, okay? I mean, but given the past history of organizations like the Taliban, you know, and their persecution of, just for example, religious groups, all right? So what is it going to mean for, uh, you know, some Christian organizations, just for example, that made a, uh, a refuge in Afghanistan to witness for God, Okay, uh, or, or or other you know religious groups that are witnessing for their chosen you know higher powers, mm -hmm. whatever the case is. Um, the Taliban and other Islamist groups like that are very strict. And ooh, boy, stomach is uh, growling over here. I'm uh -huh. kind of hungry. He's getting lunch. That's right. He's getting lunch. Um, but you know, at, at what point do they say, well, like we're not going to bother you and we'll protect you as long as you meet all these criteria? Okay, just like they have in the past. And, you know, um, groups like the Taliban also, they have no they have no patience for LGBTQ XYZ. They have no room for that in in their um Sharia law. Yeah, in their laws, whatever the case is. Um, there's no room for that. So in in the past, you know, those type of people, all right, have been Strung up. I mean, so been, them going around and collecting guns from everyone. Do you do you think that they're really going to protect Christians? So let's protect them. Yeah. Huh? I mean, maybe, maybe they'll hold true on their word, but I see it as just propaganda. And for them to be collecting arms from citizens, it's it's a scary prospect because you're basically turning over your weapons at gunpoint. 
more or less. You have militants coming to your home saying, hey, we need to confiscate your firearms at gunpoint. They're taking them forcefully. And if you don't comply, then what's happening? Is the media reporting on what's happening to people who refuse? Uh, is that really getting out there yet? Uh, I'm sure yeah. we'll see reports of it in the future. But you yeah, know, it, it's <laughs> insane to think about that we're witnessing a historical milestone right now. And it may shape the region for many, many years to come. And it's just crazy to think, you know, how much is going to come out of this and what an embarrassment it is for the administration. One thing I'd like to just mention quickly before we uh, wrap up the video yeah, is I'm also right. the control of information is, is a very scary thing, too. You know, you look at the censorship and everything that's going on right here in the United States. You look at all these large social media platforms. I mean, the Taliban have a presence on Twitter, but the President Trump doesn't. Come on. Yep. Come on. Come on, man. And that what Biden would say, come on, man. Come but, on, man. But look, here's the thing, right? If they're willing to hide views that they don't agree with, how do you know that if one day, let's just say in, in the United States, they wound up undergoing some mass confiscation uh, campaign? Let's just compare it to what the Taliban are doing. Now, it's two different places, it two is. different people. Two different cultures. It's two different yep. cultures. Yep. So we're not we're not trying to, you know... You know, make make scare anyone, but let's just say in theory, uh, if that were to happen here, do you really think that the flow of information that you would get in regards to what was going on in that mass undertaking that you'd be told the truth, right? Are you even being told the truth about everything that's happening over there, right? If they have their own state-owned media and their own reporters and all of that stuff, they're going to cherry pick very, very, very carefully what to tell you about, what to show you in order to gain some form of sympathy mm -hmm. from the rest of the world. They're not going to show you all the terrible things they're doing. So that's important to remember is that when they control the information in such a concise way, it mirrors the control that they're going for here, right? You know, dissenting voices, people they don't agree with. They call it misinformation. Oh, you, you've been fact-checked, and you're putting out misinformation. Therefore, we're going to censor you. We're going to... My Facebook page of 800,000 followers was unpublished with no explanation, right? It can happen to anybody. And what? Simply because I don't tow their political narrative, and I don't agree with their politics, and I have views that are my own views, and I have a certain type of... Uh, uh, respect and love for America and liberty that they don't share. Therefore, well, we just need to get rid of this fly in the ointment. That's the danger. Mm -hmm. You know, that is just something to consider, you know, that if some mass confiscation event were to happen here, you're never going to be told the truth. You're never going to get all the facts. And whatever you do see on the media, they're going to demonize the very people they hate. Very much in the same way that if a government has all the guns and they go, well, we'll protect you. Do you are they really going to protect everyone? Or are they going to do what nations have always historically done and single out groups of people that they hate very, very much and do very, very terrible things to them? That's mm -hmm. all I'm trying to say. I mean, look at the state-run media in China. I mean, you can't trust anything that comes out of there. It's just literally pure propaganda. I mean... So how are we to trust anything that comes out of Afghanistan from here on out? I know. You know? I mean, China did say one thing that I agree with, though. What's that? Well, I don't agree. Well, they are right. You can't, you can't call them on this as being incorrect. So state, the state-ran media in China put out uh, oh boy. a little punt, a little jab, okay? And they said that the 
that the uh, the Taliban taking at, over Afghanistan was a more smoother ran operation than the change of pre- presidents uh, in twenty twenty. Not untrue, and you know um, you have to give them credit there; they're not wrong. But uh, like so, moving forward though, how many of the reports, even even if they come from so called independent media outlets, like are they going to allow CNN, MSNBC, Fox? Are they going to allow them to have correspondents on the ground in Afghanistan covering this without being? force-fed information that they're allowed to put out. You know, you, you just how, do you, don't how do you know that their presence is even allowed, period, without them being in physical danger of, you know, loss of life and limb or worse? Exactly. I mean, all we can do is just sit or back. Or taken and, as a political prisoner. Yeah, all we can do is sit back and, and watch things unfold at this point, That's which right. is just crazy. It's still just insane to me. Just but, remember that someone that wants to take away your firearms is not your friend. No. No matter what they say. And that was the main point that yep. I really wanted to drive home in this particular gripe. I thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, it does relatively in the gun, gun control debate. Okay, You've got a government here in the United States that thinks that I'm not good enough to protect myself with an AR-15, that my family isn't important enough for to defend my family's life with an AR-15. They want to restrict my ability to have whatever gun that I deem necessary to protect my family. But yet they're going to go over there and put all that military hardware out there, knowing dang well where it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. You know, Fast and Furious 2.0. Right. Look, I have a point to make. See if you agree with me or not. All right. So, and all the photos that you've seen of the the Taliban recently, you know, after they've discovered these caches of weapons. All right. Did they keep their AKs or did they upgrade? Okay. That's a great, great. <laughs> that's a great question. Hey, I mean, some some pictures that I've seen, they seem to have upgraded to the M4s over the. That's a great question. Uh, over 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 the AKs, is it, is it I've upgrade? seen some of them still running their their AKs and stuff, but I have seen some of them carrying around saws and and M4s. Which I saw. I mean, if you have an M4 with an ACOG yeah. or an old Soviet AK with iron sights, I'm pretty sure you'd prefer the M4. Yeah, the last one I saw was like a. It was an M16A4. You know, with the quad rail on the front with a, you know, four power ACOG on it. And it had a collapsible stock on the rear instead of the full size stock and all. And I'm thinking, I mean, yeah, okay. I, I think I'd rather have that over the AK any day. But, you know, they got an upgrade. And, you know, people are saying, oh, well, the, the Taliban aren't smart enough to fly Apaches or drive tanks. They're sure okay. enough doing it. There's video of them flying Apache helicopters around that the U.S. taxpayers just say, here you go. Now, the, the question will be, all right. How will they support all that gear in the future without, you know, armories full of replacement parts and, you know, a machinery to, to turn certain parts that they need for these military vehicles and such like that, or just the parts themselves, you know? And we'll be uh, curious to see how, know, how quickly they all break down. But, you know, anyways, but it, it, is, it is a travesty. Like, all that equipment was left over there, but yet, like you mentioned, you know, politicians here don't want you owning the same hardware that the military could use, but yet they're going to allow it to fall into a potential terrorist organization's hands who harbored Al-Qaeda back in the day, you know, and we know what Al-Qaeda did. I mean, so, you know... It doesn't make sense it's, at it's, all. It's a certain conflict of interest for sure. It but is. Anyways. It is, but 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 really, the gun control debate is over. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, as far as I'm concerned, that you know, the argument's over. Uh, that That right there should just put it to bed forever. Um, and won't. especially, you know, a lot of them are getting brought over here as refugees or whatever. I mean, how many of those people 
are hardline Sharia law kind of people? How many of those folks are going to commit terrible acts? How many of those people can't be trusted? I mean, there's a lot of very scary things going on. And, you know, what kind, what type of strict scrutiny are they going to be, be getting put through? I mean, all right. If any so, of if if you're a politician that lives in a in a in a gated neighborhood with armed guards and crap, are those people going to get moved in next door to you? No, not in a million years. But if they were, do you not think that they'd be checked out head to toe and every little tiny, you know, I dotted and T crossed in regards to their background and who they are and what they're about? But they'll dump them somewhere else to let the peons and the peasants worry about it. That's what that's what this all comes down to. It's just about if you're in the club or if you're not. And, you know, then when the people in the club want your guns, it's not for your benefit. Mm-hmm. I can most certainly promise you that. So just keep it in mind. All I'm saying is there's always two sides to every story. There's three sides to every story. There's the truth, and then there's what each side says is the truth. So always look for the truth as best you can seek out information think use your logic use your brain use your instincts and ask yourself if you truly believe what you're being told in certain situations and most importantly never go up your guns that's what i really wanted to get out in this particular gripe you know i hope that the citizens in afghanistan can find some form of peace in some way and maybe you know some form of a life that's worth living for them and, and a future that is bright for them. Um, I'm not going to claim to know everything or claim to know all the answers, but we hope that things wind up okay. And all we can do is at this point, all we can do is just sit and watch and see what happens and, and hope for the best and hope that a humongous humanitarian crisis does not unfold and get way, way worse. And, uh, and that's all we can really do. So guys, Thanks for watching today's gun gripe. I know this one was a pretty serious topic, you know. So, we, you know, we want to try to keep our ear to the ground on things that are going on here in the in, in the states. Obviously, we've done a couple of bill videos and things like that. So, it's important that we, you know, pay attention to what's going on. But the world stage is important to acknowledge and recognize and see when those power plays are made that our government very much wants to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So when you see that thing going on, don't think that they're not thinking, well, we could confiscate guns. Don't They're getting ideas. So just mm-hmm. keep it in mind. Have a good day. We really appreciate you watching. We've got many more videos on the way. Uh, big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, those of you who purchase man cans. Also, if you want to support the channel, go over on Ballistic Inc., pick yourself up a t-shirt. Those are the ways that you can support us directly. Have a good one, and I hope everybody stays safe and uh, keep your... Uh, eyes peeled and your head on swivel and it's all going to be okay. Ooh. See you guys. I got to get some food.